Looking for the next big thing in gaming? Well, it's only a few clicks away at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. GoldenNuggetCasino.com already has the largest selection of online slots in the Garden State, and now you can play your favorite table games with the very first statewide online live dealers in the U.S. It's called Golden Nugget Online Live Dealer. All of the dealers have their own unique personalities talking to you as they deal the cards. Live Dealer is broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and streaming directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop. And as long as you're within New Jersey limits, you can play from wherever you happen to be or on the go. Tablet, phone, or desktop, wherever you are, you can enjoy Enjoy the live dealer experience. Play Golden Nuggets online live dealers today in real time, seven days a week. Now from noon to 3 a.m. Blackjack, roulette, baccarat, all live in real time on GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the newest and most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nuggets online live dealer. Truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey only problem gambler. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to another fun-filled hour of House of Cards. This is Dave Weishadl, deep from the swamps of Jersey. You know, one of the most important gambling law cases in recent years has just had its day in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. And as a gambling attorney in New Jersey, I depend on our next guest to keep me informed of everything that's happening in this case. From Legal Sports Report, he is Dustin Galker, and we're lucky enough to have Dustin here to tell us all about New Jersey's day in front of the Supreme Court and where sports betting is going from here. And then we have a great guest he is photogenic, he is sartorially splendid, and he is the new host of the World Poker Tour. His name is Tony Dunst. He can never fully replace Mike Sexton, of course, but he's going to be doing his job. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with MyPillow. 
And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards, Dave Weishuttle with you here. You know, one of the most important gambling law cases in recent years has just had its day in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. And as a gambling attorney in New Jersey, I depend on our next guest to keep me informed of everything that's happening in this case. From Legal Sports Report, he is Dustin Galker, and we're lucky enough to have Dustin here to tell us all about New Jersey's day in front of the Supreme Court and where sports betting is going from here. Dustin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, I've always called this the case that would not die. Just when I thought it was over and done with and buried, something weird and new pops up. You've covered a lot of things for Legal Sports Report. Are you surprised about the twists and turns that this case has taken? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we think back to it, this case has been around since two, going back to 2012. New Jersey first tried to pass a law legalizing sports betting within its own borders. Lost all the way through the federal courts that first time. Then we had a second iteration of the case where... They uh, get they changed their law slightly differently. Um, didn't get anywhere any different outcomes until the Supreme Court uh, actually agreed to take the case. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that it's it's uh, all this has happened uh, and that we actually saw uh, Chris Christie in the courtroom. For people who aren't aware of the ins and outs of the case, what was the major thrust of New Jersey argument in front of the Supreme Court? Well, yeah, I like to say that the Christie versus NCA is all about sports betting and not about sports betting at all. It's going to be the case that comes down to basically federalism and what, how the law, the federal law that bans sports wagering outside of Nevada, uh, the Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act, interacts with state laws. Now, this, the federal government can ban things, it can regulate things, and New Jersey's argument is that passed a kind of basically tells states what they have to do when it comes to sports betting. It tells them that they have to keep their, their their prohibitions or whatever law they have on the books in regards to sports betting on the books. And New Jersey argues that that's not, that, that shouldn't, that's not right, that that's not constitutional, and that they should be able to repeal their own sports betting laws under PASPA. They're also arguing, so they're arguing that PASPA, uh, this federal law, uh, basically commandeers states, tells them what they have to do, which is, know, basic principle of the Constitution and federalism. And, you know, the the end result would be uh, legalized sports wagering in New Jersey and possibly beyond. But the the real thrust of the case is this constitutional interaction between uh, PASPA and what it tells states to do. I know it's extremely difficult to try and figure out what the judges are actually thinking, but from the tone and subject matter of their questions, were they pretty receptive to New Jersey's arguments and position in the case? Yeah, I think there were hard questions on both sides. I was in, actually in oral arguments, and you can actually go listen to the oral arguments online if you if you uh, so desire. But um, I think the general sense from every from me and everybody else who was in the in the room at the time was that they were definitely more sympathetic to New Jersey side. They were they were definitely asked some tough questions of general New Jersey Council Ted Olson, but the tougher questions for, in my mind came to the leagues. Uh, the other side is represented by is the NCA and the major professional sports leagues in the, in the, in the U.S., the NFL, Major League Baseball, uh, the, the um, NHL and NBA. So um, there was definitely tough questions for them. They There seemed to be a majority of justices who thought that New Jersey's argument was compelling, which is, you know, has a lot of people kind of handicapping it that New Jersey might get enough votes to you know, to win the case and ultimately offer sports betting sometime in 2018. Now, did the justices seem to really focus on a particular issue in the in their questioning, or was it across the board with regard to constitutionality or the statutes? Where were the judges' questions focusing on? 
Yeah, a lot of it was on basically on this that idea that we talked about a little bit earlier, commandeering, whether PASPA tells states what they have to do. Um, you know, states, the, well, the majority of the court is a little bit conservative. They usually side with the states when they're when they're trying to with, with the, what they're trying to do. They, they side with the states in, in constitutionality issues. So they don't usually get like delegating more power to Congress than the federal government. So, um yeah, I think it was mostly around this idea of whether PASPA tell, like, does something that the Constitution does allow in telling states exactly what they have to do, that, that New Jersey can't repeal its own sports betting prohibition if it wants to. You know, when we talk about the possible outcomes of the case, it's not just a matter of whether New Jersey wins or loses, but there are a couple scenarios that could take place and different ways the court can rule. What are some of the possible outcomes that could occur because of the judge's decisions? Yeah, there's a pretty wide uh Wide swath of things. That, now, I mean, even in play is that the the Supreme Court just upholds what happens, uh, you know, in the lower courts. They just said, actually, you guys got this right. Uh, New Jersey is running a foul of, of federal law, and they have to they have to they can't legalize sports wagering. Um, the other options are what are, are the, a full strike down of past the thing. It's uh, unconstitutional, which would not only let New Jersey. Uh, legalized sports betting, but there's a, a let other states do so. There's a couple other states that have actually already passed laws that would allow for sports wagering if passed was struck down, Pennsylvania and New York most prominently. And then there's the possibility of this narrow victory for New Jersey where the Supreme Court rules that the Supreme Court rules that New Jersey's law is okay under PASPA, that PASPA still stands as constitutional, and that New Jersey could offer sports wagering, but it would be, you know, in this law that New Jersey passed that doesn't allow for a regulated market, doesn't have any kind of government taxation or licensing. It would just kind of let uh, sports betting happen at the racetracks and at the casinos in New Jersey, which I don't think is an outcome anybody wants, but it's a very real possibility kind of in that middle ground that, you know, some people, some legal analysts think is a possibility that Supreme Court comes back with that decision. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with MyPillow. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. Some houses are born bad. You're listening to the House of Cards. I never dreamed that any mere physical experience could be so stimulating. Welcome back to House of Cards, Dave Weishaddle with you here. For those of you just joining us, we're talking with Dustin Galker from Legal Sports Report about the recent sports betting case heard in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. You know, I, as you said, one of the possible scenarios is PASPA is declared unconstitutional. In your opinion, would that just completely open the floodgates for other states to start sports betting? I, I know that's the best case scenario for New Jersey. But you, you just mentioned Pennsylvania and their recent gambling expansion law. I know they have a section for sports betting. I, will that just across the country just open up sports betting everywhere? Yeah, what we're going to see, I think, if, we, if in the scenario where PASPA gets struck down, and state, that means states basically, the ball is in the state's court, so they can do what they want with sports betting. They can uh, Basically, what, the way it works is every state that is 
operate sports wagering has some kind of prohibition on their in their state statute. So they could go back into those and change it. You know, every any state that has casino gambling of any type would obviously love to open sports books and offer sports betting. So you're going to see a quick groundswell of, of states taking a real look at this. Well, like I said, Pennsylvania already has a placeholder law. Uh, New York has a placeholder law where its commercial casinos could do so. We saw Connecticut and Mississippi kind of take first steps toward possibly legalizing sports betting. Um, they, requ- they require a little more action. And then we're going to see, you know, just a lot of other states kind of uh, consider it. Uh, I know West Virginia, Michigan uh, are kind of the, are the states that we're looking at that are possibilities. But there's going to be more. I mean, I think there's states kind of waiting to see what happens with this case. And then if, if the verdict comes back for New Jersey, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of activity in state legislatures around the country. You know, I want to ask you about the more complicated scenario, and that's if PASPA is declared constitutional, but New Jersey is allowed sports betting under their, I guess, deregulation theory of the case. How would that look like in New Jersey? I mean, I I know the Department of Gaming Enforcement always sets up regulations with regard to casinos in New Jersey. I mean, would they not be allowed to set up regulations for sports betting? I mean, I, I just how do you see the state handling sports betting if PASPA is still on the books? Yes, yeah, it's a really messy question. That's why I said I don't think anybody really wants that. New Jersey, uh, you know, passed this law in, in trying to challenge past, but they don't really want unregulated sports betting that, that this, this law would create. And I don't know exactly what it would look like. The, the Department of Gaming Enforcement there has said that they've created uh, regulations already to deal with sports betting, whether that's for the event of a full strike down of PASPA or if they're going to try to implement those if they get this narrow victory that we're talking about, I don't know. But I think, but if they try to do that, I think they're kind of back into the problems that they, that PASPA presents and that the PASPA prevents authorization by the state uh, of sports betting. So if, if the if regulators in the state come in and try to regulate it and tax it or do any of these things, then, then we're talking problems that I think that, that might, might light us back in court. So, but I also don't think New Jersey has much desire to, you know, just let sports betting go on untaxed, unregulated, and with no no kind of hand from the state. So it's a messy question. I, I think everybody's hoping they avoid that. It, that, but it's also a very, like I said, a very real possibility. And I, I'm not sure I'll know exactly what how it'll shake out until we see the rubber meet the road in that scenario. Yeah, I know. I've talked to a lot of people, and they're wondering under that scenario. I mean, can you collect license fees? I mean, how do taxes collected? Do you have to. Let the casinos make a profit, then tax that profit, and no one knows. Have you have you talked to anyone in the government who's had reservations of allowing sports betting, but with PASPA still on the books? You know, the, the sense is, you know, the the regulators in New Jersey and the operators really kind of work hand in hand. They try to, they you know, they they make, they make sure that things are going smoothly. I mean, New Jersey is a gold standard as far as it comes to online gambling and and its land based operations too. So I think there's there's a path forward where they they let it kind of go on, but you know with you know some kind of you know it's not like it's going to be totally unregulated. There's no nobody has interest in you know fixed sports matches and and all this. Um, there's, there's going to be you know third party insight. You're going to have uh, the way it'll go down. If, if even if the state doesn't have a hand in it, there's going to be you know the, the casinos themselves have no interest in having something that not above the above the board so they're going to you know take every precaution they they have a lot of these casinos have uh, you know experience in Nevada or experience in, in other markets so um yeah it's an open question for sure like i do i do think there's a problem with trying to tax and license actual sports betting operations in, in this narrow victory that we're talking about but you know it's we're going to i think we're just going to have to wait to find out and uh, hope for the best that we get a, a more clean ruling from the you know, I, I know with regard to sports betting, it seems that the professional leagues are slowly starting to come around on the idea of uh, sports betting. I know the NBA uh, suggested that Congress have some federal framework when it comes to regulating sports betting. Regardless of the decision of the Supreme Court, do you think Congress will have to address the issue of sports betting and get involved with it in the near future? I don't think they absolutely have to. Now, this, like I said, this narrow victory that creates unregulated sports betting is kind of a nightmare scenario, both for the leagues and for the state and for anybody. Like, nobody wants that. So 
I think that's the scenario that creates the most momentum at the federal level to create, you know, to change the sports betting law in the country. Um, you know, right now, obviously, you know, Congress itself is kind of a mess. There's not, not much of anything getting passed. They're, they're, they're working on tax cuts. That might be the first major legislation passed this year, if and when they do that. So it's just kind of hard to imagine how a sports letting it law gets passed, you know, in the, in this current environment. Uh, next year is an election year for the House of Representatives. So, you know, I don't see a whole lot of momentum at the federal level till possibly 2019. But, you know, it's something it's something that a lot of states want. States would like to, you know, that have that already have casino gaming. There's not that most of them would just love to offer you know sports betting in tandem with their other products or at tracks. Or so I think you're going to see increasing pressure from you know state legislatures to the federal government saying, hey, let's do this. This is stupid that we're not doing it. Um, so, yeah, I think that momentum can manifest itself. I don't see it like. In the next year or so, but you know, in a in a longer horizon, I do think there's there'll be some will to do something at the federal level. I can tell you, one group that is completely not on board with sports betting is the NCAA. Is there any consideration being made to college sports with regard to sports betting? If I recall correctly, I think New Jersey's original statute didn't allow sports betting on New Jersey schools, even if they were playing away games. Is there any consideration being made with regard to the NCAA with regard to sports betting? Yeah, I mean that's going to be an open question as things roll out. Like you were, you're correct on uh, on the way the New Jersey law is written, but they can take wagers on other college games anywhere else in the country. Uh, so, um, and the way the law is written, um, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens. Um, New Jersey, the NCAA is already kind of boycotted New Jersey for its championship level events. Um, we don't know what it would do if other states start doing the same thing. The NCA uh, recently said it's going to start seeking carve-outs from any you know, state-level sports betting laws, which I think is kind of self-defeating. Um, there's already tons of wagering going on on college football and college basketball games, um, both in Nevada and a regulated market, which where we've seen no, no evidence of any kind of match fixing. And it's also going on you know, for the tune of billions of dollars of, of, of handle uh, via offshore illegal sports books. So, the idea that you know carving out uh, NCA games would be a, is a good idea from, from sports betting laws. I don't think that has a whole lot of grounding in reality, but it's something the NCA is probably going to try to do. They're you know they have been an enemy of both daily fantasy sports and sports betting kind of all the way along. There's not much reason to think that's going to change. So I think you're going to see the NCA kind of be an opponent um, and trying to push back against the idea that that people should be able to wager on their games in a legal and regulated market. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with MyPillow. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Don't do what I did and run out. If it's working, don't quit. Why would you stop? Why undo all the good that's been accomplished? You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite is 
nutrition. If I ever took Roy off a Dynavite. No, 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 no. When I get to about three quarters. When I get down to the bottom of my box of Dynavite. Oh no, I've got a couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. 859-428-1000. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all natural coconut, jojoba, aloe, but no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try dog suds Free this week at Dynavite.com. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg. But did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs, and we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag, info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Forget all these formulated, extruded, processed cereal bits. With just the raw meat and the eggs and the Dynavite, it's it's unbelievable. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds free this week at Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at 1-855-PRO-LAWYERS for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1-855-776-5299. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 8th, 2018. An estimated 330,000 people jammed onto the Las Vegas Strip and Fremont Street to welcome in the new year. Along with the concerts and fireworks, there was an unprecedented amount of security due to the deadliest mass shooting that occurred in Vegas just three months ago. Along with the Nevada National Guard and federal agents, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police had every officer on duty throughout the holiday weekend. Indiana is set to open its first tribal casino in the coming weeks. The Potawatomi Tribe announced that Four Winds South Bend Casino will open in Indiana on January 16th. The casino will have 1,800 games, three bars, four restaurants, and will employ over 1,100 people. The Indiana Casino will be the fourth casino operated by the Potawatomi Tribe, who operate three casinos in southwestern Michigan. And finally, a strange story coming out of Chicago. Staunch anti-gambling crusader Kathy Gilroy won $25,000 in a sweepstakes game she played at a gambling cafe. 
You may be wondering if she's going to keep the money. Gilroy says it's gambling she opposes, not the sweepstakes. She said it was God showing his grace upon her. So, yep, she's going to keep the money. Welcome to the dark side, Kathy. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fortley and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgatic Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. For those of you just joining us, we're talking with Dustin Galker from Legal Sports Report about the recent sports betting case heard in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. You've alluded to this a little bit before. I, I want to ask you now, if New Jersey wins this case, and keeping in mind that New Jersey is one of the few states that allow online real money casino games, how likely will it be that New Jersey will allow online sports betting in the near future? I think it's pretty likely. Um, now, in this scenario where the password gets struck down and New Jersey can go back and kind of change its laws, I think it's that they would go back and, you know, pass a law that says, hey, we can have online sports betting. I don't think, even in this narrow scenario where they might have, you know, some kind of regulation uh, under, you know, if they just allow it, if uh, the Supreme Court allows it just in New Jersey, uh, I don't think that really opens the door for online sports betting. I think that's really problematic, but... New Jersey obviously would like to have online sports betting too. There's no reason they wouldn't have that. Casinos and attracts wouldn't want to have, you know, uh, an online sports betting, mobile sports betting product alongside, like I said, online poker, online casino games, which have, you know, done really well. Adding uh, sports betting to the mix just, you know, makes, you know, those products even better and, you know, helps with retention for for the casino. So I think we'll definitely see that depending on the verdict, you know, within the next year even. uh, And and they'll be ready to go. Nevada, there's a Nevada sports betting law allows for online sports betting. Pretty much every major casino out there has online sports betting. So, um, it's something that's you know not new, not not reinventing the wheel, and I think we'll definitely see it in New Jersey uh, if they if the law allows it. You know, I, I really want to get your opinion on this. Uh, one thing I heard uh, recently, I talked to an international gambling consultant who does work with casinos and um, sports books, and he said if New Jersey won the case, he could see a possibility that storefronts around the state would open up in the same vein as OTBs, off-track betting. Have you heard those type of predictions, and is that a possibility for the state of New Jersey? Um, it's not a possibility in the way the law is written. The law is written, even if they just give New Jersey a win on the narrow statutory way it's written, it only allows for uh, sports books to be operated at the, the state's existing racetracks and casinos. So you're not going to see that scenario. The, the scenario you're talking would be if New Jersey went back and said, if they happen to lose, New Jersey could pos- could potentially go back and do a full repeal of its sports betting prohibition, which would, in theory, allow for sports books anywhere in the in the state. Now, I don't. Number one, I don't think there's a there's a, a decision that's going to come from the Supreme Court that's going to necessitate that. I also don't think that there's a political will to like allow to pass a, a, a sports betting repeal that allows sports betting everywhere. Nobody wants just sports books everywhere running in an unregulated fashion that would be kind of a, that would be a really bad scenario and it's, yeah. it's a bad thing for a politician to vote for so i just don't i don't see that as a, a super likely scenario but you know it's one that's been bandied about there's a bill that's out there that would you know that would fully repeal the sports betting pro- prohibition and then the theory is they'd go back and put in zoning laws to kind of limit where sports betting could take place but i don't see that as a terribly likely scenario now, I'm hearing that the decision from the court will probably be handed down in May or June of 2018. 
what's going on right between the time right now and the time the decision is handing down? I'm asking this because I heard announcements that William Hill is putting more money into Mammoth Horse Track and that MGM just announced that the Borgata Casino in Atlantic City, they want to build a $7 million sports books. Are these projects on hold until the decision is handing is handed down or are they starting now? No, they're, I mean, I know, I've talked to MGM, they're, they're, they're starting to work on upgrading the race book at Borgata so that it can, you know, turn into um, a sports book. They're going to put in just more TVs, make it something that can be convertible quickly to a sports book space. I don't know if they, like, I don't know if they're, like, actually, you know, tearing down walls and stuff right this second or, but they, they might, you know, before a decision actually comes out or they might just wait. But, you know, like they, like they said, they, have, they already have race books at these places. There's a race book already, uh, obviously, at Monmouth Park. That's a sports bar that's sponsored by William Hill. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have they don't have sports yet. But, but, they, but, yeah, the idea is that they quickly, you know, open up any windows. Uh, and that's not a huge, you know, that's not a huge amount of uh, cost or, uh, or labor to do that, especially when they already have a race book. And, like I said, Borgato, being a first mover in this space, Borgata would like to, you know, they're already kind of are the, the dominant force in Atlantic City gaming. They'd like to keep that status. So if they're putting a little money into a sports book ahead of time, like they let them cement that place in the event that sports betting is legalized, then uh, it's money well spent for them. The other reason I'm asking this question is because I think two seconds after oral arguments were done, uh, outgoing New Jersey Governor Chris Christie announced that. You know, New Jersey can start taking bets two weeks after the decision is handed down. So I'm thinking, are there components in place right now that would allow New Jersey this quick turnaround to start accepting bets? And is that a realistic time frame, two weeks after the decision is handed down? I think two weeks may be a little fast, but, you know, it's not that it's not that inconceivable. I mean, they've been, you know, this law's been around for a while. Everybody's kind of, you know, eager to get going. You know, Monmouth's been the one that's, uh, most uh, vocal about it. They they basically said, yeah, we'll be, as soon as we possibly can, we'll be open. Um, you know, the question for me is whether New Jersey does try to fill in with these, with regulations, not a new law, but like that the, the Department of Gaming Enforcement says, okay, here are the regulations that you have to, you have to abide under. You know, it, that's, that's the open question. I don't know what they're going to do from that standpoint. If they do do that, I think they have problems under federal law again. Um, but, you know, if it's a full strike down a PASPA, they quickly, you know, they quickly implement those regulations. Sports betting could definitely happen within, I'd say two weeks is too much, too soon. I'd say a month is more likely. But, you know, I think things start happening quickly for sure uh, in the event of a New Jersey victory. Well, let me ask you the all-important question. By this time next year, will New Jersey have sports betting? I really think so. Uh, you know, I think they've been underdogs kind of all the way. They, like I said, they lost in federal court. Uh, I think I think five times before this. The fact that the Supreme Court even took the case was a great signal that that at least four justices thought the case was worth worth talking about. Um, that means they probably only need one more voted minimum to you know get a majority that's on their side. Um, and everybody that I've talked to, both legal analysts. And Supreme Court media that I, that I that I overheard or read, everybody seems to think that a majority of justices are are on the side with New Jersey. Now that's not a, a lead pipe cinch, but um, you know, I'd say if I was betting on it, I'd definitely put money on New Jersey having sports betting uh, this time next year. Dustin, we're running out of time, so can you give your website or Twitter address where people can read your articles and keep up with this story? Sure, uh, LegalSportsReport.com. We cover daily fantasy sports and sports betting issues. And over at Online Pork Report, we cover online gambling and its intersection with sports betting as well. And on Twitter, I'm at Dustin Gauker, G-O-U-K-E-R. Dustin Gauker from Legal Sports Report. Thanks for joining us and keeping us up to date on this important story. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We have a rising talent in the poker world. That's how I think of him. You may know him as a poker player, as a poker writer, a blogger of of great attention. He is now the replacement for Mike Sexton. He is the new host of the World Poker Tour. His name is Tony Dunst, and he joins us now. Tony, are you there? 
I'm here. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Well, we're glad to have you on. Uh, we're sorry to see Mike go. We know that he has retired or, or left the show uh, amicably, of course. And we're eager to know more about you. Our listeners are, many of them are avid poker players, gamblers of other sorts, but they may not know your background. Could you give us a few minutes about how it is you came to this uh, terrific role? Sure. I got started playing poker about 15 years ago towards the end of high school, right when online poker was really starting to become more commonplace and more popular in culture. You know, kind of came up watching guys like Mike Sexton and Vince Van Patten on the WPT broadcast. Became immersed in the poker world at a pretty young age. Got a chance to play online for a long time and be influenced by some great players and then uh, travel the circuit for many years and uh, play a number of events kind of across the world. And so it was a great fit when I came to work for the World Poker Tour seven years ago because there is this this travel and this presentation and this mindfulness of the image to the game that we have at the World Poker Tour. And it was really sort of a great pairing between the two of us. So uh, you know, I was there for the last uh, six or seven years uh, while Mike and Vince hosted the show doing a segment called The Raw Deal where we discussed you know, the strategy or the behavior of players in the moment at the final table in depth. And then when Mike stepped away, as you said, uh, the, the opportunity to take over a hosting role and a co-commentator position with Vince was offered to me. Well, that's terrific. Had you done any broadcasting prior to this? No formal broadcasting prior to this. I had been a theater student in uh, Wisconsin and in Australia, and I had been doing strategy videos for a long time online. But when it came to formal broadcasting, the answer is no. Well, I got to say, you know, I talk to a lot of people. You have a great set of pipes. Did you know that all along, or is it something that you've developed as you've gone into broadcasting? Uh, I think it develops as you get into broadcasting because you have a sense of where you want to take a sentence or how you want to present yourself and your tone to an audience. And also, I think broadcasters as a whole learn to choose their words carefully and speak at a more relaxed pace. You know, people in conversation can get a little bit hurried. And if you work on camera or you work in broadcasting, you'll have producers stop you and say, hey, slow it down a little bit. Let your audience process this while you get into things. Yeah, I, I know that. And I also know that there are some things that you can't teach, which is your your basic timbre, your vocal quality. And you have a very resonant uh, voice and way of speaking. And I'm wondering if anyone before you did the WPT ever told you that you should be in broadcasting. Yeah, now and then people would make a comment like that. But I had been... I had gone down the rabbit hole of being a professional poker player for so long that for for many years, I never envisioned going back to the working world or having a day job in any capacity. But yeah, now and then someone would say to me, you you speak really well, you're very articulate, you have a nice tone, why don't you consider something like broadcasting? And and ironically, I had no idea how to get started. Uh, my going to work for the World Poker Tour was kind of an opportune moment and and, and uh, chance in time where I had just come back to the States after living abroad. There was this press release about the position being open, and I did the first audition slash job interview I'd had in my entire adult life. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PenBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PenBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PenBets.com. 
Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PennBets.com. That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S.com. Stay ahead of the game with PennBets.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone has made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. They're the most comfortable pillows on the market. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. I even travel with MyPillow. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Now, I do some other stuff, but poker, that's the thing I do best. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. Uh, listeners, we're talking to Tony Dunst, who's the new host of the World Poker Tour. How would you characterize the differences between online play today and cash game uh, brick-and-mortar play? Mm, that's a great question. Um, one strange thing that's going on with the evolution of poker across both the United States and the global landscape right now is for a long time, American players were very cutting-edge. Poker was very common in our culture, ton of us were playing online. We were some of the earliest adopters of online poker. Um, but all of a sudden in 2011, as you mentioned, we experienced essentially a blackout and now only a few states can play. And so the, the next, the would-be next generation of young poker players cannot come along, cannot build a bankroll and cannot involve, cannot evolve at the speed that their competition across you know, across borders can. So a lot of the best players right now are coming out of Europe, are coming out of South America, where I am right now, because we're expanding, we're about to do an event in Uruguay, um, are coming out of Asia, where players who are in their late teens and early 20s can still play online. And these are people that have, you know, all day, six or seven days a week, that they can consume themselves with playing poker and getting better at the game. Well, the young players in the United States now have to come up mostly in, in local cash games or in odd tournaments here and there. So that doesn't mean that it's impossible for a young American to make their way up the game now, but it does mean it's much more difficult and that they have to be far more proactive about improving their game and finding resources to, to learn from than the guys five to eight years ago. You mentioned resources. A lot of young people ask me, they say, you know, what should I do to get better? I'm very old school. I grew up on reading books, uh, magazines and the like. Since then, of course, we have all the online trading sites. We have Twitch. We have Twitter. We have YouTube videos. We have uh, all sorts of opportunities. Where would you point the new up-and-coming player who wanted to learn aggressively? Where would you tell them to go? Sure. 
you know, if somebody was brand new to poker, wanted to get a good sense of the game, you know, strategy foundation, of course, I'd recommend something like Learn WPT, which is the service we provide at the World Poker Tour. But as somebody, you know, evolves further and further up the game, now you start looking at guys who have cut their teeth uh, playing in these high stakes poker tournaments and who have released, you know, training site um, uh, uh, products guys who have done uh, essentially a lot of work with technology and software that can simulate millions and millions of hands and write articles about what those simulations have taught them. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of people are making videos on YouTube. To be honest, I'm not watching those videos and consuming them in a way that I used to when I was coming up in the game. So if someone says to me right now, who's making the best material out there? Who's making the best coaching videos? Who's writing the best the best product about poker right now, I'm probably not the best guy to answer that question. Um, I'm, I'm a better guy to answer the question for how a new player can get started and come up in the game, but to truly be cutting edge, as I said, in a way, a lot of that's going on in Europe or a lot of it's going on in circles of poker players who get to know each other, trust each other, and then share resources. So that doesn't mean that it's a closed game. It's a very inclusive game, but it also means that, as I said before, a young American player needs to be very proactive and very diverse in the way they seek out sources to learn. Right. I get that. Uh, you are an expert on something that the last two minutes of our show I'd like you to talk a little bit more about, and that is the World Poker Tour. Can you tell us some of the venues... <clears throat> some of the venues you're going to be covering this year that we should be looking out for. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we're really excited about some of the international expansion we're doing this year. Uh, I'm in Argentina right now preceding our first ever televised event in South America, which is going to be in Punta del Este next week. Uh, then in January, we have an event coming up in Germany and Berlin for our first time. But we also have a lot of other great regular stops on the tour that we're really excited about. Uh, in November, for example, we have uh, up in Montreal, we go to um, Playground Poker Club on the outskirts of town, yeah, which is great one club. of the best poker great rooms I've club. ever been to. Oh, you, you've been to that spot? That's I, a great one. I have. It's a wonderful place. They give you food and drink, and uh, you got a lot of very casual players there. It's a wonderful environment. It's big. It's got big ceilings. Wonderful place. And in a great city as well. Uh, and then in December, we have uh, one of our remaining $10,000 buy-in events at the Five Diamond in Bellagio. Bellagio. This is kind of yeah. one of the premier events of the season. We get a lot of the you know top talent in poker. Some of the big-name pros come out for that one. It always is a great-for-TV kind of event. So that takes us through you know end of 2017, yeah. early 2018. But uh, we also recently announced our dates for the stuff coming up in spring, so a lot in store. That's terrific. One last thing before we close. Did Mike Sexton give you any advice for uh, how to be comfortable in that chair? You know, Mike is one of those guys who often sets an example and carries himself in a certain way instead of telling people how it is they should act and think. And I really admire that about him. Um, you know, a lot of people will try and tell you how to think about things, whereas Mike just carried himself in a way that I think inspired a respect amongst peers and inspired an attitude for the way you present the game, present the image of the game, and treat the players around you. Well, you know, you've been just very engaging, Tony. I'm looking forward to your career and uh, looking forward to your coverage of the World Poker Tour. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, my pleasure, Ashley. Thanks again for inviting me. Okay, take care. Listeners, that yep, was... Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, listeners, that was Tony Dunst, host of the World Poker Tour. All right, that'll do it for House of Cards. Listeners, come back in a week. Until then, good day and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.